Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Week number one is officially done, and we are fully aware of what teams will win and what teams will lose today. Or the whole year. The whole year. It's over. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented by Seat Geek. Thank you very much for joining in. My name is Jimmy. We got Trevor in California and Jake mm. and BBD, both in Manhattan. Jake, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. James, Trevor, BBD, you, me, and Big Baby David, we were just a few hours ago recording our Talking Yanks episode in the Bronx with the cockroaches. Um, it was a late night. It was late night, and he was thirsty. But um, it was a fun one. Good to be back in the stadium. Uh, baseball. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, <laughs> hot in the streets. Um, we got a couple home openers today. I felt bad for all those teams that haven't had a home game yet. Uh, and I was like, damn, we got home openers today? Spoiled Yankees. Um but I'm good, man. I'm excited to dive in, guys. Honestly, can I be honest for a second, Trev? I kept opening the MLB standings this week every day because I was just like, wait, who's getting off to a good start? Like, who's getting off to a good start? What's going on? What are my halos doing? What are Trev's twins up to? Um, and today's the day we really recap that. So uh, how are you doing, Big Nasty? You know what? Baseball is hot in the streets. It's buzzing in L.A. Home opener was last night. They took care of business against the Reds. It's this time of the year where everyone's still optimistic, save, what, a few teams who just know that it's not their year this year. Um, but, you know, there are some surprises out the gate. We'll cover them. I love going over and talking about the games because, like you said, not only uh, has it been, like, Good for some teams that probably thought they're going to start out bad, but there were some like massive performances that we're going to talk about today. So, you know, we're going to get right to it. James, I want to hear about your day first. My day has been pretty uneventful. I woke up. Uh, my son likes to wake me up just by grabbing at my face and laughing at me, which is nice. It's better than screaming and crying. He's a happy little dude. Um, yeah, I'll just let everyone know. Got home at 3 a.m. last night. Uh, my back has been an incredible pain, Trev, because we don't have a pull-up bar at the new office. And Jake and I, after every single show, would go hang from the pull-up bar to correct our hunched-over keyboard desk back and, like, leaning into the mic. And we did not realize, I didn't, how much that was actually benefiting my body. So we've done now a couple weeks at the new office without a pull-up bar to adjust after shows. And I've been, like, in severe back pain. So we have a pull-up bar coming just to hang from in the new office. My body's hurt. I got home at 3 a.m. I was tired. I popped a bigger gummy than I usually do because I was like, I can't have this adrenaline keep me up till four and then wake up and have to go to work, do work the next day. Uh, I took too much. It's still in my system, but it's not like a high. It's just like a like super cloudy, hazy vibe that I have going on right now. So if you get the sense that my brain has drifted and the ship is, you know, wading into the deep waters, Take over because I'm a little lost. Yes, Trev. 
how are you feeling? Is, is, is your body still buzzing a little bit or is it just the mental fog? I, both, I need to know. Both. My upper back, so between my shoulder blades, is a place of severe pain for this last week. Mm. Yeah. Hundred hour work week this week probably didn't help you out either. Um, yeah, Jake and I yeah. had probably the hardest work week we've had. Like I was like, we can't do this again. We got to stop. I think as Alec Bohm, I'm going to say his name correctly. I got chastised for that. Bohm, I told him to lean into it and just play bad defense and bang like the rest of his team. Maybe you need to lean into this buzz a little bit and just pop another gum and just yes. see how it goes. Yes. See how it goes, Trevor. I- we got we got, we got <laughs> life advice this show. We got some for Jim. We got some for Garrett Cole. We'll I don't, finish I, the I'm episode with that. that. There's a pen. There's a pen somewhere in this house, and and uh, I think yes. we should just do it. That's know. the old. Yeah. That's the old no, that's story. A, that, Plouffe, you got to bottom out, babe. No, that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. It's like whenever you talk to an alcoholic, they're like, you know what cures the hangover the best? A fresh beer in the morning. And it's like, it hey, does. man, you have a problem. No. But it does. it does. I know it does. I know it does. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'll probably do that when you rip the NL. I'll just leave and go grab that. Okay, can't wait to rip that pack. Should we get in? We have it? the stimulator today. We have the recap the first half. We have awards. We have standouts, but we do have the stimulator. So I'm like wrapping my head around this new uh, playoff yeah. situation. Totally right. I don't understand it either. I think I think listeners of this are going to be. So prepared when the playoffs come around because people who watch baseball and don't listen to this show and haven't been uh, stimulator simulating every week are going to be like, wait, what's the format? People listen to us. We locked in because we got you every Friday. All right. You guys want to get in? Trev, you have the NL, right? I do. I'm lead off today. Jake, NL brought to us by anyone? Man, this NL. Trevor Plouffe on the NL, and I would do this. It's brought to you by pay-per-view. How about ppv.com? Um, I, I feel like every time I see Trev, I'm paying, paying to view, but pay-per-view, ppv.com. We're a boxing company now. People forget this. Um, we just brought in our guy, Dan Canobio. Got to go check him out. Worth the follow. And how about huge fight this week? Spence Ugas. Trev, are you kidding me? Tomorrow. Nope. April 16th, live on ppv.com. It's the most interactive way to stream. There's live chats, fan reaction videos. You know, we know all about that. We're a fan reaction company. Um, and man, Ugas, it's been the word around the office this week. I think he's the guy. Uh, or maybe you're a Spence person out there, but you're and when you order, you're automatically entered to win two tickets plus hotel fare to an upcoming ppv.com fight. I like that a lot. Order the Spence versus Ugas this Saturday, April 16th on ppv.com. Um, just don't miss out. There's a link in the description. And, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't joking before. Our guy, uh, Dan Canobio, John Boy Media. We are a boxing company now. Um, he's had some huge interview stuff. He's deep in the boxing world. Um, so go, uh, go check him out. He did a, he did a preview of the Ugas Spence fight. So, um, inside boxing with DC, but go get, go get ppv.com. Love it. Trev. Did you guys hope oh. here we go. Hope. Oh. 
And we are off. Like I said, baseball definitely hot in the streets and up in San Francisco was no different. The Padres roll into town. Giants take two out of three. Padres win the opener 4-2, but then the Giants go on and clobber them 13-2. There was some fireworks in that game, and then they win the rubber match 2-1 behind a strong outing from Logan Webb. More on that later. Uh, Giants hit pretty well. The Padres didn't. Uh, Bell, five hits with a homer and a double after missing most of spring training. It's nice to see Flores had four hits with a homer as well. On the Padres side, Cronenworth, nice series. Five hits, two extra base hits. Myers had three hits. And then no other Padre recorded three-plus hits. Uh, Machado had the go-ahead RBI ground out in game one. And then Darvish had that really, really tough start, uh, giving up nine runs in one and two-thirds innings in game two. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about this, too. Alyssa Mackin uh, became the first female coach in MLB history. She coached first base. A lot of stuff to talk about in this series. Let's move on. Giants take two out of three. Uh, Mets roll into Philadelphia, and they take two or three from those Phils. Phils win the opener 5-4, and then it's all Mets. 2-0 Mets, 9-6 Mets. The starting pitchers for those Mets were incredible. They pitched to a .73 ERA. Can't say the same thing about the Phils starters. Uh, Castellanos did come out and hit five hits with three extra base hits. Real Muto went off as well. And then on the Mets side, Nimmo had four hits with two homers and Alonzo banging the ball around. He had a homer and two doubles. Uh, Philly scored five in the eighth to take the lead in game one. Uh, Gregorius had the go-ahead RBI double. That was a lot of fun that night. And then McGill, who's just been incredible. He throws cheese, five and a third shutout innings for the win in game two. He hasn't even allowed a run uh, through two starts. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about this COVID situation that is developing for the Mets, uh, but they take two out of three from the Phillies. Nationals, now here we go. They go into Atlanta. They take two out of three. Is it the Nats' year? Is this 2019? Probably not. They win the first game 11-2. They lose the next game 16-4. What is happening? Uh, They win the rubber match 3-1. Both teams hit particularly well. Uh, Mikel Franco, my guy, eight hits in the series. Go off, King. Three extra base hits. Josh Bell, five hits, a homer, and a double. Cesar Hernandez, another teammate of mine, five hits. Uh, Marcelo Zuna went off. Albies went off. Duvall went off. Uh, Zuna had two home runs in game two, and four different Braves recorded three hits. That was awesome. The D-Strange Gordon pitching. uh, There's a viral clip from that. Uh, But the Nationals taking two out of three. And the last series in the NL was the Cubs, and they visited the Pirates. They split the series. There's only two games, 2-1 Cubs and 6-2 Pirates. Uh, Suzuki goes off. Hayes goes off. Gamble with a three-run homer in game two. Series gets split in Pittsburgh, and that, my friends, is what happened in the National League. Your first place, New York Mets. Who's this McGill guy? What's what's yeah. going on? Why'd you throw so damn hard? I don't know, but he's the best pitcher in all of New York. Oh, man. Oh, Luis Severino wants to say something about mm. that. We'll get into that later. I like that, but the Yanks got to let him pitch first. McGill's huge. He's got a nephew, fastball, and I'm starting to look good because one of the – I think I was doing something with Jolly for Shea Station, Jolly and Jerry, and I was like, if you're McGill – you're a meat sack righty that can pump it. Go and learn every day from Scherzer and DeGrom. Like, if you got that kind of arm talent, you got the guys that know how to make that work. 
Um, and I don't know if that's happening, but he, he looks great. He does. This was an interesting series, too. That, that 5-4 game, that was the Alec Bohm game. That was the, the I fucking hate this place game. That was the five runs in the eighth. It was a crazy series. Um, like you said, this was baseball has just had some hot storylines lately. I uh, now we, don't, we don't even know what's going on with this COVID thing. Yeah, actually, I don't know anything about that. I we were at the game last night and I haven't been tuned in. What's going on with the COVID thing? Nimo and Canna, they both tested positive for COVID. They're asymptomatic. Uh, they were in close contact with a coach that also got popped or a staff member. I don't know who it was. So now, um, we know Canna, he said he was vaccinated last year. So if he is asymptomatic for 24 hours and he takes some negative PCR tests, he can come back early. Um, but if they can't, it's 10 days. So this is, you know, something to watch. So two of their starters right there. That is, I don't know. You feel like you're out of it. And then uh, this is our first one. We're like, Oh, it's still part of the season. It's still part of something that we're monitoring. I wonder I guess it's a different conversation, but like all the protocols, like they never changed them last year. And in, in football, it was a situation too. We're like, hey, change them. Like, because the CDC changed some stuff, but you're not changing anything. So I wonder how it works in MLB this year. We'll find out. Yeah, maybe, we'll find out. Maybe Mets fans are expecting a Metsy, but it kind of sucks. I mean, home opener, and like they just—I don't know if you saw the the Tom Seaver statue, pretty badass. Um, good, good for Mets doing that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll probably end up talking about that Monday. So. And the Mets got to fix their bullpen at some sorts. They're using them a lot. Like this in this series, they had a six seven ERA. Uh, like they keep, Joe Ellie's got a fifteen four ERA. They traded for him, and hopefully, because they traded for him, doesn't mean they're they're gonna like ride him out no matter what. Because otherwise, it's admitting a bad trade. But you saw the Blue Jays do it with Brad Hand last year. Like, I just don't know if Joe Ellie's gonna be your guy. So those Philly starters got to get back on the program here. We can't be having, uh, you know, a five, two, nine, five, nine, one ERA. Can't be doing that. Got to get back on the wagon guys. How you feel? We about talked the enough Giants. about Boom. I know there's, I know there's a lot of storylines around the giants that probably we're not doing in a recap here, but you know, fluke season, fluke season, blah, 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 uh, Padres and the giants are four and two. The whole West is basically four and two, but Webb looks like Webb, like it's very early, obviously, but that's all we have to talk about is early stuff. But the Giants so far, you know, you can't can't really trust that Webb will do it again because he only did it once and the Giants and all that. And it's like, well, OK, they're pretty good. I mean, I yeah, they they're doing it. Go ahead, Jake. No, I, I mean, I was just going to say Webb. I, I think he earned it when we saw his playoff stripes and the run of starts he put together and how it looked. I think we all believed in that. Uh, you guys heard me. I, I mean, you know, I was. I was hung up on the catcher position, like what Buster Posey did last year. I, I thought that was really a pivot point for the team. Now, Joey Bart is like a goddamn real prospect, and and by the way, he's he's off to an amazing start to the season. So, like, uh, Joey Bart was kind of – Buster Posey to Joey Bart was going to be my excuse to not be on the Giants train. And, you know, some of their veterans above their skis last year and that – uh, if Joey Bart is anywhere around this, I got nothing. They're, then they're the Giants again. I'm Joey looking Bart. at uh, I'm looking at Cobb's usage 
usage uh, because we got a great start from Webb, and we're going to talk more about that later, guys. I don't know if you Ooh. saw that. Okay. But Alex Cobb, you know, he is a guy, if you go look at the, at the baseball reference page, he's had a good career. He's had a couple of seasons that were tough. Last year, I think, kind of snuck under the radar for a lot of people. Uh, he pitched uh, 18 games. 18 games started with a 3.76 for the Angels. You'll take that all day long. And with a guy that has a pitch like that, going to an organization who we know can help make what you do shine even more, uh, I think the splitter is going to become a very big pitch for him. I think he's going to have a lot of swings and misses. And I wouldn't be surprised that if we're talking about Alex Cobb, like possible, like all-star, like getting off to a hot start, you know, kind of finding the correct usage of that splitter. Is he going to throw it 50% of the time? I don't know. They might make him do that. It's a really, really good pitch. So I think he's going to be someone that we really need to keep a, a close watch on. And we've already kind of established that the Giants coaching staff is a little bit different. But if they can continue to do this year in, year out, I don't know what's going to stop them. Cheap veterans that you can just like turn back the clock on, like that is a strategy right there. The reclamation projects. Teams was, try it all the time, but teams, it's very... Uh, has a very unsuccessful rate, but the Giants seem like they've figured something out. That's the whole thing with uh, Van Skoyk is that the hitting coach and all them, they're like, you can get more, like the theory used to be that once a guy reaches the MLB level, he is who he is. And you probably like, you know, his potential at that point after like a four year sample size gets like there. And then in the last decade, uh, People said, no, I think you can like change and you can like like what Justin Turner did and, and what these guys did. you could, like twist and you could like get more out of these guys. Uh, you saw Murphy do that after a couple of years in the Mets and then he went off for a couple of years and a lot of guys. So it's kind of an MLB philosophy of the reclamation projects, but also MLB philosophy of not paying guys who are that age. So it's like a very two different worlds place. Well, I know there's a famous, you know, the famous San Francisco Giants debate between me and Trevor, but I, I think there's something to to coaching that you can look around the league, and if I told you, you know, and sorry Pirates fans for some ricochet, how many guys have come from the Pirates in the in the past five years and excelled other places? Like, uh, Yankee fans, we're, we're enjoying the pitching like crazy because – Seems like every pitcher they tap into recently has been a stud. So we've been giving a ton to Matt Blake. If you're talking hitting and, you know, whether it's the Giants or the Dodgers or how often do we compliment the Rays and is that player empowerment? Like, there is something to the coaching at the major league level that is now being tapped into that I think is just separating some of these franchises. We can get into, you talked about Turner and how he changed his career. I'm friends with a guy. I played against him in high school. He ended up making it to the big leagues with the Mets right with Justin Turner. His name's Josh Satin. And uh, one day I sat and talked to him, and he goes, you know, it was a weird thing. Justin and I were at this on the same career trajectory, and they called both of us into the office and said, we need you to hit for more power. This is what we want you to do. And he said, Justin figured out a way to do it, and I didn't. And now look where Turner is completely revamped everything. And I think maybe now if this happened in today's game, Satin probably had a better chance to find that power stroke because they have the technology. You can hop on a force plate 
and they'll show you like, where's your energy? Is it, is it where it's supposed to be? Here's where the guys that hit for power, you know, where their weight is and then where it goes to, you can hop on and they can give you that data right away. So I think, you know, the giants and some other teams too, we can't just give all the credit to the giants, but they see, Hey, we can get veteran guys for cheap. We know that these guys can make adjustments because they've stuck around for this long and you don't stick around for this long unless you can make adjustments. We can get them for cheap and then we can tap into some stuff and like get them kind of going again. It's, it's, it's zigging when everyone else is going younger. You know what I mean? Like they, they've kind of found that, that, that element and shoot, man, it's worked. Josh Satin, also early investor in uh Whoops. Media. Yeah, it's true. Hot. Came in when yeah, you came in. People will say that, yeah. Anything else? Is, is there any teams that their fans are listening to the show and they say you didn't talk about us and we're mad at you now? Uh, you know, the Braves uh Nationals, it was the the hit by pitch, the Darno acting was really good. Uh Braves kind of stepping up a little bit now. Come on now. Is it too Don't early? Hungover. Too early for Trev to give the what is you doing? I mean, I think Ashlyn's been kind of on that train already. She's mad at the Braves a little bit. She's mad at Dansby Swanson. Is what's going on there? He's got to step it up a little bit. He got moved into the nine hole, I believe, last night. Um, I'm not going to give him a what is you doing yet, baby. They just got their rings, like you know, right? Things Con- are still happening. Contract year for Dansby, here. I think. I think. What'd you say? Is it a contract year for Dansby? Or is he two years away? I'm not sure. I'll double check. Chat. Chat, let us know. Double check. Hey, and Mets, Mets, good job getting off to a good start. You know, they were, we were a week away. It is a contract year for Dansby, confirmed from BBD. Um, You know, we're a week away from being, oh, DeGrom and Scherzer are hurt. LOL Mets. Nice little start for the Mets. Yeah. Are you going to get into the AL? You want me to? I'm taking over for Jake. Oh, that's right. Switch Because through. Jake's doing me a solid here. Mm. Solid. Don't get mad if I go get a cup of water right now. I didn't. I forgot to go get my my pen while well, you did yours. Jimmy, so you'll get a pen during mine. You get water during Jim's. All right. Thank you. Okay. I think I'm ready, Biebs. Mm. The Blue Jays came to the Bronx for a four-game set, and pitching was pretty good on both sides. Both offenses kind of got shut down besides one game where Vladdy decided to hit all the home runs he could. Manoa is a thorn in the Yankees' side, also kind of just a a ball of machismo on the mound, kind of a Lance Lynn Jr. presence on the bump. DJ LeMayu gets back into shape with five hits. Judge hits its first home run. Blue Jays flash a ton of really nice defense. Uh, timely home runs were the story of this series. The Yankees uh, get a scare in the last game. They walk the bases loaded with no outs. They bring in King to lock it down and secure the series split. Pitching was good. I mean, besides Vladdy, Blue Jays got hold, and the Yankees' offense still hasn't really exploded yet. The Red Sox went to Detroit to play the Tigers. They lost game one, which featured two Michaels and three Mats. So a lot of Michaels and Mats on the bump for game one. That's analytics. And the Tigers won. They got to the Red Sox bullpen to break the tie. Javi did it. In game two, the Red Sox 
got to Alexander late and then got to their bullpen to break, to uh, come back, tie it three to three and then take the win. And in game three, the rubber match, the Red Sox faced off against Erod, their old pal. Enrique took him deep. And then Jamer Candelario made a crucial error in a one run game. And the Red Sox said, we'll take advantage of that. Hit three doubles in a row, then a single. Don't look back. Win nine to seven. They take the series the hard way. The Mariners and White Sox played three games. The White Sox won the first two, then faced Gilbert in game three, who went five shutout innings to secure not getting swept. Uh, White Sox only had uh, they had four home runs. They win the series. Their offensive numbers weren't great, and the White Sox uh, starting pitching numbers weren't great either. Mariners' bullpen looked good, uh, and they salvaged the series. The A's and Rays played a wild one. They played four games in the trop. The A's won game one, 13-2. Then the Rays win game two in extras, and then the A's won the next three. So how about that? These uh, self-implosion A's from management go to Tampa and take three of four in the trop. Kind of an impressive feat just with all the backstory and context to it blackburn got five shutout inning for the win in game one and the a's hit four home runs margot had the walk-off single in the 10th inning montas pitched really well and pache hit a little league three-run home run when manny margot literally booted the ball to the outfield wall or was it randy randy might have booted it that's all that's the end of the series in the al i think randy booted it There you Good go. job, James. Did you say it? How about that? How about that? Maybe. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not against a. How about that? I like it. Catch me outside. Where, where are we starting? Where do you boys want to go? Where are we dropping, fellas? Oh, I used to hear that in the clubhouse. <laughs> you know what I did? Oh, sorry, this is going to go a little sideways for a okay. sec. But Fortnite. I never played. I'm not a video game guy, but that was happening all the time, especially when I was in AAA. My job, I was the spotter. I would sit next to guys. And be like, <laughs> See, he's over there. And I loved my job. So if anybody yeah. wants to play Fortnite, I'll be your spotter for you. That's awesome. That's not a role anyway, a lot let's, of people let's, step up for. Uh, let's, drop, let's drop in Detroit. Come on. Okay. Sure. Detroit wins game one. Like I said, a lot of Michaels, a lot of Matts in that game. Yeah. Uh, kind of. <laughs> The first thing that stood out to me when I looked at the box score. Yeah. And it was a close game. It was one-to-one going into the eighth inning, and Javi gets the job done. He also got injured in this series. I think that he might sit today and regroup. Um, is Miguel Spanish version of, of Michael? I think so, yeah. Yes. Add another one to the bucket then. Yeah. Because Miguel yeah. Cabrera <laughs> took Michael Waka deep. You also had Matt Manning. Uh... Michael Fulmer, Matt Strom, Matt Barnes. So it's just tons. Yeah. But Javi, got, Javi popped Crooked Head Brazier for the win here, and Meadows got on base before him. And I don't know Meadows' stop, stop, uh, stats, but it seems like whenever I'm looking at the Tigers, that was like a very good, as, as of now, a very good last-second move they made. 
Matt Manning, he's another one of those young Tigers starting pitchers. He has the good start. Um, he's a piece we didn't even talk about because he got roughed up last year. But if he bounces back, what's that mean for them? And, yeah, this was kind of a Red Sox series, right? Like, they were they were down. They they fought back. Like, their hitting can bring them back in any game. Um, they get one good pitching performance on the way, and they win a series. That's, that's kind of And, and they get baseball. one error, and they take advantage of it. Christian right. Vasquez grounded out to end the inning to Jimer, Jamer, and uh, – then they went three doubles in a row to be, to get Erod out the game, and then Story had an RBI single. So, yeah, that is kind of Red Sox ball that we know it now. Uh, they're just grinders, and if you give them an inch, they take uh, a mile or whatever. And that's kind of yeah. So, I don't think it's a. I mean, I'll ask Tigers fans, but from from what I'm seeing in the highlights, besides that Jamer error, like look like a good hard fought series. We got the Spencer Torkelson home run out of the way. Hopefully that kind of alleviates some things. Although, you know, the first homer is not that big of a deal. So really the first hit that kind of settles you down, uh, you know, but this is his first taste up there. Cold weather. He hasn't got off to a great start. Not a horrible start either. Uh, this guy's going to bang. He's going to hit. It's fun to watch him. His swing is so good and so powerful and so clean. Sometimes you can just, it's like an, not an eye test, but when a guy's got a stroke, the guy's got a stroke. He got a stroke. Mm. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Jake. You're a ball player. Yeah. Jake's a ball player. Yeah. Where uh anything else there? Should we hop? Yeah, let's hop to uh Oakland and Tampa. Yeah. Because I mean, this is a an interesting <laughs> Luis Patino gets hurt in game one for the race. Their starter. He's got an oblique strain. Hope he's okay and he comes back. But the the A's did in game one of a four game set exactly what you need to do when you get that uh, kind of situation handed to you where the starter comes out early. All right, let's make the Rays throw a lot of guys. So they absolutely crushed Chris Mazza, who I think the Rays probably wanted them probably wanted to eat more. I don't know. And then they get fire eyes in, in there for 1.1. They get Thompson, they get Jason Aiden, and then they crush Brett Phillips, obviously position player. But they made him use a lot of bullpen uh, in game one and didn't let a guy come out and go like five innings from the pen and save the pen the rest of the way, especially a team like the Rays who use it. So that was, you know, I think significant when you have to burn a lot of bullpen uh, in game one. And then in game two, the A's go right back to it and they go like bullp or the Rays go like bullpen day, or I don't know, is Tommy Romero supposed to be a starter? And they get runs off uh, four of the six relief pitchers. So you go games one and two, and the Rays have kind of showed you their arsenal and used everyone. So four games set, if you can get to the bullpen game one, you're usually going to be in a good spot. Who are we missing from this Rays starting pitching staff? I know... Don't ask me. Glass now. Anybody? Glass now. Well, I know uh, Glass. I know Glass Shane, now. But Shane Boz. Boz, yes. That's who um, I'm thinking. Patino okay. and, and Yarborough's on the aisle right now. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. They have they have one, two, three. They have a starting five on the IL right now. Glass now, Boz, Chirinos, Patino, Yarborough. I mean, a few of those guys are 60-dayers that weren't, like, really supposed to be involved, but... Uh, the Rays are feeling it a little bit. If I if I told you that you had, <laughs> if your team had five MLB starters that we were familiar with that weren't pitching right now, your team would be in a bad spot. Yeah. Did you, Tommy Romero, I think it's his MLB debut. 
uh, and he was a starter last year in AAA. And the A's just, I mean, walk, walk, three-run homer to open the game. Not so the A's just, they just pounded the Rays pitching. They win three games. This is, I mean, Jake, when you picked uh, against the Rays this year, said it just can't happen every single year. This is the year that it's not going to be that, uh, where they just find a way, the Rays, Ray. I don't think we're at that point where you're right yet. No. But, like, this is the situation that you're kind of talking about. Like, getting into trouble with your starters, having to expose the bullpen, you know, doesn't work out the entire – you can't have that for 162. Like, you you have to have some length. Give me – you got to have – you got to have five out of a starter, you know, or, like, you got to have – you just can't do what the A's did to them or you're supposed to do what the A's did. Like you you mentioned, James, you get them in there, you get them tired. If this continues to happen, series after series, then, yeah, we're going to – we're going to see something different. Although, you know, they just lost three out of four, but they're still sitting four and three. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's so early. You can't, you can't write off or write in any team at this point. But uh, both of these teams, if you guys know, I was actually on both ends of the spectrum. I, I think the Rays are, are going to be up against it this year because they've, they now have three other teams in the division that if you have a moment like this where if you get punished early and you work their pitchers, you can have a tough series. Um, And I really like their lineup. Trading Meadows right before the season. I know the low kid, he's probably going to be a stud. Sure, that's what the Rays do. Um, And I don't know, it's fucking baseball, so I took a chance. Um, The Oakland A's, like, it sucks how they treat their franchise, but again, we just talked about coaching before. Mark Kotze was the guy that was like lined up and everyone thought he was going to take this job. You got to be wired a little differently if you really wanted to take this Oakland job. You know, I, there's something in Oakland too. I know you played there, Trev, like that. Those guys almost know they're up against it. And every year there's going to be a couple guys that break out or put together a good season. I don't know who it is this year. I don't know if it's a Seth Brown who's off to a good start. Maybe Sean Murphy has the breakout from the catcher position. And they they always kind of pitch a little bit, so uh, I don't know. I, I think this series is obviously going to be a blip. The A's are going to be a bad team. The Rays are going to be a good team. But baseball. Good for the A's. It's yeah. very rare to, to, to win a four-game set in the trap. <laughs> it happened once last year. On these exact dates, April 12th through April 15th. Oh, wow. And it was the second series at home for the race. Same as this. And it was the Texas Rangers that did it. Good team. Uh, someone call Neander and tell him to figure that out. Call the schedulers. Get get out of there. Yeah. Can't do it. Scary. All right, let's bounce to White Sox Mariners. I'm on it. Great. I'm Great on it. Great series. These are, my, these are my Mariners. You guys know this. Um, that's not true, but, um, there's two things. There's one guy, Logan Gilbert. You do know he's my guy. He shoves. Um, and then the other guy that we all need to learn quick is brash. Oh my God. He's the kid that got called up there. They didn't do the service time stuff. Um, and Jim, Eno Saris, his stuff plus, and his awesome nerdy baseball stuff that we love. They had Matt Brash is like the best stuff in baseball. The eye test passed it. That being said, White Sox take two out of three because they're also really, <laughs> really fucking good. Oh, man. They're just a good baseball team. And scary uh, baseball team. Uh, Eugenio Suarez gets uh, his, a homer. Good to see him. And... Uh, I mean, they got to Brash, but I believe it was a walk, 
fielder's choice error situation. Like it was, it came with one hit. Mm. The first run they got across, and then uh, Luis Sorabe hit a home run. Yeah, we learned how to say it's Louis Raber. Raber, yeah. Yes. We, we, there's a pronunciation key. We're going to start using it more frequently because, again, people have been all over me about how I pronounce, pronounce names. You know, I, I don't pronounce everything the right way, but I understand that uh, the way you pronounce your name uh, means something. And I didn't like when people mispronounced my name, so we're trying, guys. Uh, what, ga- what game was the win game? Was that yesterday? Trevor Plough for the Mariners, yeah, with Gilbert on the bump. Yeah, that was that was that was absolutely wild. But the the White Sox are just kind of a bully, and in like the black uniforms, like they kind of mm-hmm. is it? Are they like the villain? Like, do they play? They give that off a little bit, right? Like they don't give a fuck. They wear all black. Like, Jake, did I think you see they're going to be the bullies. Balls? I sure did. I was just going to ask Trev if he remembered any days like that in the show, because I mean that's that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Chicago, you're going to have that all the time. Um, I've, I think I've referenced on this show before, weird weather in Chicago. Obviously, very cold, too. We once had a game called because it was too cold outside. It was too windy, too cold. There was not a <laughs> cloud in the sky. But they're like, you know what? We are not going to play this game. The wind chills at like two degrees or something. Like, we're not doing it. And we didn't. So early in the season, Chicago is tough. The only other series we haven't talked about in the AL is the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And the Yankees side of things, we you know, obviously we have talking Yankees. You can go check that out. The Blue Jays side of things, um, besides Vladdy, the offense kind of got shut down by pitchers. I would guess Blue Jays fans weren't expecting to shut them down. Tyone, uh, Nestor, and uh, well, Sevy's pretty good. Sevy, oof. But um, yeah, it's kind of. I'm very, very scared of the Blue Jays lineup. And then in these four games, it wasn't there. Not that it's, I, I, I will be scared of them again. Springer was there. Springer was there too, but that, that was kind of it. Yeah. I mean, they got shut out twice in two, yeah. in four games. I don't know if that, uh, if that's going to happen that often. It's, it's not. Yeah. Held yeah, to five guys, hits twice. Held to, uh, but you you got to give credit. You got to give credit to the pitchers here. Like Sevy, like we, I talked about this a little bit on baseball today this morning. Like, what does that do for the Yankees fan psyche? Like seeing that, like him come back and look that good. Like he, like if you look at his numbers, I know he hasn't pitched really in in quite some time. I think 2018 was his last full like go right. Mm-hmm. 2007, yeah. 2000, 2018, he was an all-star. Like, this guy can, like, has ace stuff. Like, he can yeah. be an ace. Like, it's got to be comforting yeah. to see him come back and look that it's way. It's nice. It's rewarding because we have, like, emotional tie to him, too, because he came up through the system and was a stud. But we we said that he, he could be the biggest difference maker if he can go, like, you know, 25 starts of, of who he is. And he's got a change-up now, which he, it's, he says that uh, the injury, actually, he thinks – put more run and d- dive on his changeup because his arm's a little different now. But um, no, that's the biggest thing. But uh, like we said in the TPP for the Yankees, their pitching was top five last year. The bullpen was top five last year. And, and we have confidence that they're going to be, you know, upper echelon again because they just kind of have the repertoire. The offense needs to give them rest. 
That was the problem last year. The off, it, if the Yankees won a game last year and they won 92, it was a close game where they had to deploy the bullpen in high leverage spots almost every night. And that's the, the fear, I think, at least for me. But, but Sevy's great. Yeah. I think we have to give credit to baseball itself because it showcased just how strange and awesome it is. Vladdy Guerrero Jr., three homers and a double. Looks like a, like you can't get this guy out. Will Mitterbrook said, is there a 5A for Vladdy? Because he doesn't belong in the big leagues. He's better than that. Uh, and then the next day comes and gets the golden sombrero. It's just baseball at its finest. I, I love it, man. I love it. As a hitter, one day you can't miss, and the next day the ball looks like a little aspirin pill, and you're like, "This, is, what am I supposed to do with it? Manoa is the real deal. If, you, if, yes. you're, if you haven't watched the start of his, I would suggest you do it. It's a fun time. And Gossman looked really good. He's got a funky leg kick, Gossman. Manoa seems like he should be on the Yankees. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys. Like, Beard. No, he he's a little beard? too sloppy. Oh, it is. It is lined up, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's like Joba vibes. I'm getting it from him or something like that. Yeah, Joba vibes. Yeah, that would make sense. A little bit Joba. Lance he's like Lynn. kind of feisty. Like he's talking shit. Like, yeah, he yells a lot. I like it. Manoa has our number. Nestor Cortez like deserves respect and doesn't get it. What he's been up to is nuts. Um, Severino can change the course of the Yankees season and their outlook this year. And there is an injury this series, a guy that gets overlooked too much. Teoscar Hernandez, back-to-back silver slugger. Um, he hurts his oblique again, uh, which is tough for him. He's, he's going to be out of the middle of their lineup for a little bit. That is tough. It's a heavy IL this year, the, today. It's a heavy IL. Mm. Jake's taking it on. Oh, my. Let's go, baby. Are you ready? Oh, Bobachet's defense was incredible, by the way. He's awesome. Had to get that in there. He's All awesome. the Blue Jays' defense was, like, really good. Well, that, wild. that was amazing. Not only do they make the plays, they look cool and flashy yeah. as they do it. They're a video game. Yeah. Their defense is a video game. It's. I don't think it, like was that great last year uh, but it sure looks really good now like Bichette is all over the field making those plays very I do have something plays. to say about Flo Bichette Trev mm. okay his hair and this happened to DeGrom at one point way back is has reaching a dangerous level where like cool flow hair to like I think that's a haircut my sister has had Mm. it's like gotten two inches long where you're like, wait, not kind of not like, you know, flow hanging out of the lettuce bowl anymore. It's kind of just like you have very pretty model hair. So I'm just watching that. I, I know what you're talking about. There's some volume there. It looks silky. Almost He's looks a- layered and like dyed in like a layering flow. It's uh. Like, he doesn't go to a barber shop. Like, he goes to a salon 100%. Nothing against that, but, you know, um, he's kind of sneaky hot boy that maybe I need to take into consideration. Do it. Okay. Jim, you need to get your pen for this IL segment, and I want to give a shout-out because it's one of the funniest moments of our last year. The guy from the Savannah Bananas that hit in stilts, and he cracked us up because what did he say, Jim? I said, uh, have you ever taken that bat in stilts before? And he said, this would be the first. 
And it was just like, oh, yeah, obviously. He uh, he pitched last night for the Savannah Bananas. Got on the bump, so. On stilts? Yep. <laughs> so, that that guy, that guy's got more cojones than a lot of people I know. Um, so, shout out to him. Um, Did he get hit? I think he got an out. No way. Yeah. Dude, when he when he hit in stilts when we were there, he just fucking took a a pitch to the ribs and had to walk <laughs> on stilts to first base and then got pinch ran for. It was like, God, <laughs> what, what was this all about? <laughs> Weird life. Weird life. Okay. Um, see you later. All right. Hit me, Beebs. Holy smokes, do we have an interleague series? How about we head down to Baltimore? Natty O's. They beat the Brewers 2-0. Let's go. Bruce Zimmerman drops it on the table. I called out the Orioles in their race to 50 wins this year, and they shoved it down my throat before they got beat the next two games. Uh, Corbin Burns in the final game. Good fortitude to win fortitude. Brewers take two out of three from the Orioles because they stink. Orioles fans, a couple of you reached out. You said, stop being mean. It's not at you. It's at what they're doing. Then, this interleague series, Trev, I didn't realize this at first. It's a bunch of midweek two-game interleague series. Oh, I hate them, but I love my snakes. And they split with the Astros. Let's go. Houston, they won the first game 2-1. to one. Tight one. Your boy Presley got the save. Michael Brantley with the clutch hit. And that's obvious. Dr. Smooth. But then my snakes... Let's go. They were in the office the other day. Tori Lovello, Pipe Uretta. They were coming off a win, a 3-2 win against Houston. They split. Twins. How about this? They hosted the Dodgers and Snakes. They lost both games 7-2, 7-0 against two of the best left-handers in the game, Kershaw and Heen Dog. Dodgers, you might hear a little bit more about Kershaw later with his casual seven-inning perfect game and 13 strikeouts. Guy whose free agency gets, keeps getting dragged on. Lux Muncie Homer. The Reds hosted the Guardians, and how about Cleveland? Er? Chris Rose, are we getting excited? Little win streak forming. They won 10-5, 10-3. Nick Lodolo. Watch that guy pitch. Young guy, but it's not enough. J-Ram's going nuts, people. And Oscar Mercado, our guy, he's really getting it going. Love that for him. Four straight wins for the Guardians. My Halos hosted the Marlins. And how about a couple dubs? Tough night for my guy, Mickey Rowe. Don't want to talk about that. He flew back after a tough error, and then he recorded the Chris Rose rotation because he's a better man than you are. Whoa, a lot of finger pointing. Uh, Tyler Wade scored on it. He's my doppelganger. That's important. Marsh with the homer. Uh, Jesus Sanchez from Miami had a big night. You might hear about him later. Little teaser. Halos get a couple wins. And then I mentioned the one three-game series. I mentioned the two-game interleague series that are awful. How about a one-gamer, the I-70 series, because we had a rain out. The Cardinals hosted the Royals for one, and St. Louis won 6-5. How about three homers? You might know the Arenado guy. You might know Neiser, Kisner. I don't even know him. He's the other catcher there. But how about Albert Pujols hits a home run for the St. Louis Cardinals? That's a good time. Salvi, also two homers. He was on slump watch. He had a 
had two homer day. St. Louis won 6-5. It was a one-game set. So over you, Interleague. Hey, next year, are we not even going to have Interleague? It's not Interleague anymore. <clears throat> it's just league. Just It's just ball. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I know people like don't want it, but I think it's it's the right thing to do. I mean, this it makes isn't a lot even of sense. Interleague, really. Yeah, well, what is the? Yeah, it is. It's interleague. I had a race. I know, but it's not what it used to be with the <clears throat> with the universal DH. It's you just dip it into another division, basically. You, it's like you're totally right. Change of a thing. I had a race the two game sets from my memory, and then when you sprinkle in a little two game interleaguer, whoa, that that hits a chord in me that just doesn't happen a lot. No, but Jake, that's why I'm so proud of the Twins for protesting the two-game interleague series, yeah. which are the bane of our existence, because there's nothing worse than when the teams just split it. Yeah. And last year, so many teams were like, you know what, we'll just win one, we'll kind of rest on the other, and we'll get out of here because it's an interleague game, doesn't really affect our in-division standing that much, and we can bank on the double rest that bookends it. And the Twins said, screw that, we'll lose both. And I appreciate them protesting the two-game interleague series on our behalf. I'm going to make a meme. It's going to be the Twins and the Reds, and it's that hand meme, and it's going to say protesting interleague series by losing both. Yeah. yeah two game, two game interleague series. Three-game interleague series, fine with. Interesting. Is that where we're starting, Dodgers at Twins? Because these should all be pretty quick. Dodgers went in and just took care of business against my Twins. That's No, nah, I mean, the story tough. is Heen Dog. I mean – well, actually, Heaney and Archer, two guys, uh, I guess you'd call them reclamation projects. I don't know if Heen Dog is that. Archer's also coming back from injury. Uh, Archer looked really good. Yeah, no, you know, like really that's, happy for Archer. That's a long path <clears throat> to go for shotty uh, against yeah. the Dodgers is uh, kind of like a big notch in the in the road back. So. Yeah, that's, that's and we're nice. hoping Heen Dog can figure it out. Like, you know, I know it didn't work out in New York, but there everyone always talks about the peripherals with him. Can the Dodgers take the peripheral and put it in front of everybody? We'll find out. Oh, your guy, Gary Sanchez. What did he do? Gary, my crap. Did we talk about the Kershaw at any other point? We I don't are. Think we have. Yeah, he's you might us. hear he's about. Him okay, later. so we'll we'll hear about him in a little bit, guys. Relax. You might hear about him later. I mean, did Gary do anything? Gary's stats look kind of like Gary. He broke up. What we're going to talk about? Yeah. Oh no, Roberts broke Dave, that yeah, up. Yeah, I'm with Only you, thing worse. Only thing I care less about than a, a a two game interleague series is a combined perfect game or combined no hitter and go. I think a combined perfect game is still pretty cool. Combine no hitters, get, but get it's not for the team that threw it anymore. It's just embarrassing for the team on the other side. Okay. Unless there was an injury. If you ever like combine no hitter, cool. It's like, no, not cool. If a dude came it. out of the pen and kept a perfect game for a guy that got hurt, then I'd be like, yeah, That's badass. And it was just two guys, and he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this home for you. We are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you this. This is going to get a little crazy. Yeah. Starter gets hurt in the second inning. Bullpen picks him up. Perfect game. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I think cool. it's more. It's more an indictment on the other team. 
I know what you're talking about, though. You want one guy out there, 27 freaking outs. Go get them all yeah. yourself, big boy. Kershaw had a chance to do that. We'll talk about it in a sec. Yeah, there's been some no-hitters where it's like five different guys, and it's like, all right, well, the offense just sucks. Where are we going next? Where are we dropping, boys? <laughs> Guardians win two. And that's nice for them. Jake, are you? They I mean they they bring J Ram back. Bieber's this is pitching. not Jake's in Jake's Guardians. No. Don't don't even say no. No, I'm just no. asking if he's a if he's a believer. I like, was where's he at? I was mean to them. If they continue to hit, I'll believe because that's what they've been missing. But I, you know, hey, the Reds aren't exactly supposed to be gangbusters this year. Uh, you know, it's still week. We just finished week one of the season, but. I hope I get to look back at this week in a couple months and laugh and say, yeah, because when the Indian Guardians, excuse me, sorry, everyone, when the Guardians do hit, this team is a scary baseball team, like, because they pitch so well. So we'll see. If they keep it going, great shit. Otherwise, yeah. They're crushing it. How do you feel about Bieber? Another meh start for a guy that's awesome. You're asking me because I hope he figures it out. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sick of jumping on. I, I, I my I older I'm days. Asking, I guess I'm asking Guardians fans who have watched both starts. Back in my back in the first part of all this sticky stuff, I would have hopped all over this guy. But now I almost feel like I don't feel bad. Actually, I don't know. I want. I like seeing him good, so I want him to be good. But if he was using the stick, the sticky stuff, wasn't his first start know. all right? I think the I think the spin rate has been down. Spin since well, the, the first start, the the spin rate stuff, what numbers were like jarring. I don't know. He was four point two zero earned runs the first start. They've um, they faced the Royals, they faced the Reds, uh, Giants come into town. Let's see if that guard the Guardian mm. offense is for real because they're facing Rodon tonight, and then they get uh, De Scalfini, Alex Wood, and then the White Sox come into town, and then I think the Yankees come into town. Like it's. We're about to see. Find out. Find out quick. Um, what else? My snakes, dude. Uh, Trev, wish you were here for it. Tori Lavello came through the office. He's awesome. Um, him, his wife, uh, Pipe, who was the bench coach. He's now like the player coordinator. Is that it? Player development coordinator. So everything we talked about earlier. They were in the office, and they were just like part of the family for a day. So. They're the best. Corey told me his his official title is handsome, cool guy that helps. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you guys call me, right? I saw Trev mm-hmm. perk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. That's what I've been aiming for. Uh, <laughs> split with Houston, so take that. Snakes up, rings in the desert. Rings in the desert. We play for them. What about Angels fans? Real. Talking a lot of crap. They're in the freeway series, that series right before the regular season. Uh, they sit at three and four right now. Do you guys want to talk about Otani struggling a little bit? Do you care about that at all? Like, is it news or is it just like, hey, he's had a couple of rough starts at the beginning of the season? If it was during the middle of the season, we wouldn't even bat an eye. Uh, the latter. The latter. Yeah. The latter. He's good. Jim, your guy Lorenzen um, had a good start. Six innings pitched, one earned run, seven Ks, 89 Yeah, pitches. I was watching that on the little hunt to action uh, trip around uh, the league one day. They've had um, 
They've had seven starts now. Shohei made two of them, but they're running a six-man starting rotation. So it's funny. I was looking. I was like, only one guy has made two starts, so they'll keep going. You got to see more. But yeah, good for good for Lorenz, and he wanted to be. They gave him a shot to be a starter, and so far, so good. One start. One start. MLB development, baby Jesus. Five innings pitch, twelve Ks. If the Marlins Whoops. unlock that, hello. Mm-mm. I like the Angels. You know what? I'm let's go. I was off them for a long time. I like the team. I don't like the organization. Still, I want to make that very, very clear. <sighs> I like the players on the field. Mike Trout oh, is so fun them. to watch. Yeah, uh, I like this team. How about that? Okay. Fair. Let's go. Fair, fair, fair. And then the Astros and the uh, D-backs split uh, a two-game interleague series, so we're not talking about it. Yeah. Okay, we already did talk about Touched it a little bit. Touched on it. Touched on it. Uh, Jake did it in his thing. Did we, like, stop and talk about the games? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I thought um, we just talked about the handsome, cool guy, Pipe. Uh, uh, Orioles, uh, Orioles stink. They got to win. Hey, give it to Corbin. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but the nice bounce back start there. A lot of people were off the Brewers after the first series, and then they lose they lose game one, yeah, to the Orioles. They're going to be just fine, people. It is silly as every fan base learns their new team, and you're starting to form your kind of hard opinions, and it's like, all right, we're <laughs> – and we're seven games in. <laughs> Seven games in, Rowdy Telez. We have to give a shout out to our boy. Hitting 313, 355, 625. What is that? I'm going to do some quick math. That is a 980, 78, 978 OPS. Math pod. That shouldn't have been that hard. I mean, it's it's addition. It shouldn't have been as hard. I messed up even. Hmm. All right, we did it. We're good. Covered every damn game there was. Ready to move on to standout performances. Standout performances. Standout performances. No, it stands out. Your wiener a little more when you shave down there. Damn, I didn't know what ad you were going to so do. so true. It's so true. I didn't know what ad you were going to do, and I was going to say hard dicks, um, but I didn't want to be wrong. Right. <laughs> Right. Um. I mean, yell it anyways. But Manscaped, that's what we all use. Jimmy strictly wears their boxers. Trev's in on their boxers and shaving his downstairs mix, right? Of course. BBD loves the boxers. He does something downstairs that he said he wasn't comfortable talking about on air. It's aesthetic. It's complicated. Stand like, is it, did you say there's a blowtorch involved, like a mini one? Stand I didn't flashes. say that. Yeah, you saw that. Hinted, large hints, my bad. You walked into the bathroom at the wrong time, but Manscaped. Um, how about Trey Turner in with Manscaped? Uh, he's, he's all about it, so I'd love to see what he's working with down there. Manscaped is the absolute best. Every product we've come across from them, you probably know about their lawnmower 4.0. The whole performance... Package. It's five tool. It's trout. How about his homer the other day? 472. Whoops. Sheesh. Um, the crop preserver, the crop reviver. Uh, we literally all use it. Uh, we'll send you pictures. Uh, trim your balls and bat with Manscaped. Code talking for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. 20% off. Code talking. 
free shipping, manscaped.com. Go check them out. They're the best. They let us talk like that. And Trev has a question. It's not a question. It's a statement. Yeah. Okay. If you're a guy out there walking around with no beard and a hairy bush, you're doing yourself a little bit of a disservice. Okay. The beard gives you a jawline. It accentuates the chin a little bit. A lot of guys get away with it. It's like kind of like, it's like almost like wearing makeup. Okay. Like it just restructures your whole face. Same thing with downstairs. If you just got this bush, you're hiding, you're hiding a few, uh, a few inches. Mm. Go ahead, use the lawnmower, trim it up, and you'll be very surprised at what you see. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Trev, you go first. I do have the uh, standout performance, and we briefly talked about it uh, talking about giants pitcher logan webb he went eight innings pitched one earned run seven k's four hits no walks i think that's my favorite part of this whole thing is the no walks and the eight innings you just don't see it happen too often this guy came into his own last year uh you know do it once sure you got to do it again so everyone takes you seriously guess what nobody's questioning this guy anymore yeah he did it in the playoffs james you mentioned that doing it again, following season through two starts. It's just been – he's been everything that's advertised. I'm trying to come up with a good player comp for him. I keep thinking Jake Peavy, like young Jake Peavy. I think that's kind of a, an easy one. The ball just kind of does different stuff out of this guy's hand, and he's just young. He's a young dude with all the tools in San Francisco at his disposal, uh, a coaching staff that truly believes in him. And I think we're going to – I just think we're going to be talking differently about this guy. Like, it's not just another, like, young pitcher who's, like, good. I think we're going to be talking, like, this guy's going to be around for 10 years being, like, gosh, I don't want to do this to this guy because it's a lot of weight. He's going to be, like, a stabilizer. I mean, I don't want to put Mad Bum there. I don't want to put Adam Wainwright, guys that just pitched for a long time with one organization. Uh but I think he's going to be end up being that kind of guy for them. Like their starter, their ace for a long time. So shout out Logan Webb. Eight innings pitched, man. No walks. Got to love that. He's just different. He's really fun to watch. I mean, it's the pitching is awesome. The actual stuff. Sometimes we were laughing about Jameson Tyone because his stuff is not like fun to watch, <laughs> but, but it's, but he gets out. So he's fun to watch pitch, but like the individual pitches aren't like amazing where Logan Webb's got kind of got both. I could just watch replays of that pitch over and over again. Trev, the other name I've heard, uh, which again, it's like, it, it gets unfair. And I don't, I think sometimes people don't think of these comparisons as unfair, but like Brandon Webb, like Brandon Webb, Jake Peavy, which like those guys had incredible, incredible major league careers that, yeah, he's he's starting to look like that. Love it. My standout performer, and for people listening uh, for the first season, I have some, I, I'm usually pitcher guy, unless a, a player hits three homers or goes five for five in a single game. So we got one of those this week, and I'm, or I'm taking them. I'm giving it to Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I love... People from the DR that have Russian names. 
because it reminds me of the Cold War, which is my favorite, uh, to seventh favorite war. Off track. Uh, he hit three home runs. He hit two home runs off call, and then he got uh, a single off call, and then they bring in Johnny Loisaga, and he hits a homer off him. So a three-homer game for Vlad, but they tried to take him out of the game before he hit any of the homers because Hicks stepped on his hand, and he was bleeding. They brought him into the dugout. The trainer was like, you got to come out. I've never seen a guy spend that much time off the field with trainers and come back into the game. I thought there might be like rules around that, but I guess not. Uh, but Vladdy was like, I'm not coming out. I'm going to hit three homers and go four for four off Garrett Cole and make him tip my cap, tip his cap to me when I block an 0-2 fastball. That's right down the middle. <laughs> um, Two of them were good. Uh, or no, the the Luizaga homer and then the inside fastball from homer are like, plus pitches that he is so quick to open his hips. Trev, have you seen like his swing on those? Cause they're, they bust him inside the Yankees bust him inside all last year. So I think he clearly made the adjustments like, all right, they're going to come inside. But that uh, second Homer from Cole in the third inning, one, one count bust him in with the fastball. It's a little inside, but it's there, but his ability to completely open his hips before the pitch uh, gets to the barrel it's it's pretty and then he just tanks it there's a little bit of 27 there's a little bit of cheating going on there with the hips i do agree but i was thinking about this a little bit and i'm trying to put myself in his shoes he had his throwing hand stepped on so it's your top hand uh, on the bat now sometimes you know, he came back in the game but there's no doubt like he was having to probably favor that hand a little bit he probably wasn't gripping the bat you know, with all his fingers, maybe his, his index finger or his pointer finger was kind of like just wrapped softly around the bat. But I started to think about those pitches that were inside. Yeah, he had a game plan, I'm sure, like knowing they were going to go there. But sometimes people will talk about this all the time. Like when you have to pull your hands in like that, the top hand can just kind of like be along for the ride. And if he was favoring that hand a little bit, this bottom hand pulling him in, might have helped him in those pitches because those were like not. I know pitchers say this, like that wasn't a bad pitch, but like no. I think it's a better swing than than it was like a bad pitch. And I think maybe like Hicks stepping on his hand and having him favor it a little bit helped him pull him in a little bit. That'd be cool. The yeah. the other the the first home run off call is just call through a terrible like get me over slider on a. Oh yeah, that was the yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and then and then the single that Cole tipped his hat. Those were bad pitches that he did what he should do with those because he's one of the best hitters in the league. The other yeah. two homers are incredibly impressive. Uh, really impressive swings. And four for four, three homers, man. That is a standout performance. Not a bad day. Cole and Luizaga, inside fastballs. And he got stitches after the game, too. It wasn't like it was just like a little boo-boo. Like, he actually had to get stitches. They still do stitches. They don't just do like glue. Light it on fire. You love war stuff. Just put some gunpowder and light it on fire. That's what you're supposed to do. Don't be soft. Some places do do glue. Like my cousin cut his finger and they just use some medical glue. I've done that before, I think, actually. Yeah. It depends on the. You ever got stitches, Jake? 
I have. When did I get stitches? Did I do something to my eye? Not a memory guy. You're so soft. Oh, Grab dude, my hand, bro. Jump in the fence. Oh, yeah. Those are big time stitches. Just knocked over I had, my I had surgery, so I had like real stitches in Disaster my forearm. Disaster in the office. Disaster fun. in the office. Coffee everywhere. What happened? I brought my hand down after showing you my scar and just whacked my coffee all over the wall. Whacked your what? I'll send you a picture. It's like bad. All over our white wall? Yes. And you, you know what? Top on it and the top came off? Top came off. Top exploded off. I'm sending it to the Talking Baseball chat. Maybe BB Deal. Get one of those interns really in there to clean it's it up. as bad Let's as go. it could be. I don't, I don't know what to do. Sam? Get Dan in there to clean it up. A disaster. Dan's on, Dan's on a heater with predictions. Ooh, someone said you forgot about your calf implant surgery, so that was another time that you had stitches. Looks like a, looks like a crime scene, Jake. Looks like... Dexter would go in there and be like, well, you could tell that the splash of the blood was hard. Like, how much coffee can you get all over the place? Yeah. I guess it's in the one spot there's not technology. All right, I found my spin. Okay. How is um the new season of Dexter? Have you watched that, James? Because I'm interested in it. But No, I stopped watching after the fourth season. I thought it got the... the, the uh, when Lithgow was the killer, I thought that was good. And then after that, I thought it tailed off. Oh, the show, Trinity, show, Trinity killer was. Oof. Yeah. Showtime shows Lithgow. have the biggest, like, the, the they ran off the cliff, and then you just watch them roll around dead, like Weeds, Dexter. Pretty. Billions is still really good, although it might roll off a cliff now because they got rid of the, the lead actor. I stopped watching that, too. but Okay. No, and that picture doesn't look that bad. The brown on the floor is blending it in a little bit. Um, John Lithgow, great actor. Yeah. Okay. What's the third rock from the sun? Remember that show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star French. French. Jake, who's your standout performer? I mean, it's a standout. It's going to kind of be a Band-Aid standout. Uh, it's Clayton Kershaw. It's Clayton Kershaw, only because he went seven perfect innings with 13 strikeouts. Um. Uh, and you guys have heard me before every time I give him a standout or a regular old award, which happens a lot because he's one of the best players to ever play this game. Uh, Jim, you said it best at one point in this offseason. You, dude. You were like, can we stop doing, like, the one-year thing? Can we get our guy, like, his last, I'm going to be in L.A. for the f- next four years, or I'm going to go to Texas for the next four years? Like, what are we doing? Uh, we talk shoulder stuff, and we talk, and all I see is him at Coors Field um, just looking as good as as good as good a baseball player can look on the field. Minnesota, but yes. Minnesota. I was thinking I, uh, Kelsey for some reason. I'm Shout sure there's Kelsey. a lot of Dodgers fans that are, like, on this bus, and I'm, like, just, like, driving one of the buses in the convoy. But I have been saying, like, why... Does he get why is why has Kershaw been treated the way he's been treated the last couple of years? I it it doesn't make sense. He's never had a bad his his seasons aren't bad and when he's healthy, he's out there and he's been out there. I don't know. So 
it's one start. I could be wrong moving forward. And, but I've never seen someone that's so good have so much doubt every, the last like five years. Like since his ERA went up to um, three, that one year, 303, people have been like, I don't know, it might be the end of it. He's got a lot of miles on the arm. It's like, well, but he's, he's still like really good every game. So I don't know. Yeah, they're they're mentioning in the chat, and I I do remember seeing this. I think he's he wants one year contracts right now. I, I don't think yeah, I don't that's think he's fine. But trying I, to go get him. I understand that if he wanted a five year, he could get it, and that's where people disagreed with me, um, and saying no, I think he could only get one year. And I was like, no, he can't. Like he's really good. That was I was saying that Baumgartner got five years. That was so. Yeah, if he wants it, that's fine. But he, I think he could get it. People disagreed with me that he couldn't. People act like he's like turned over or whatever. And he's still one of the best pitchers in baseball every year. You want to hear a, a saying, this is an earmuff saying earmuffs, everyone fuck around and find out. Okay. Mm. Imagine the giants getting their paws on this guy. What would that curveball? They'd bring that curveball back so fast. Just, just, reclamation project even though he doesn't need to be reclaimed clayton kershaw in the orange and black oh it doesn't work i can't even actually i can't even imagine dog but the the curveball will be coming from the heavens if you went to san francisco because that's what they do don't think about that trevor sheesh hmm hmm Gabe Kapler, Clayton Kershaw, slapping hands after eight innings pitched. And then you know what? He sends him back out for the ninth to finish his perfect game the way Dave Roberts couldn't do. <laughs> it's either a dream or a nightmare. Mm. Depends who you are. It does depend who you are. Okay. People don't like that in the chat. They don't like that. No, dude, that's... <laughs> Again, we talk rivalries and stuff like Dodgers, San Fran. Like they, they don't do that. Don't do that. I think that's going to be my first Dodger game. Is uh, the Dodgers uh, Giants? It's like May third or fourth or something like that. I'll be there. Signing autographs by the left field foul pole. The question is, who do I root for? Chilling, being all cool. I got to go clean up this mess real quick because no one's here. So, BRB. All right. Enjoy. Let's do Slump Watch. You want to do Slump Watch? Those we got to cruise through this because we're getting long here. Yeah, I have a train yeah, I'll in do an slump hour. Watch. The way that the stats are done is like not like correct because it and it's 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 like the whole season and not this. Whatever. We'll figure it out. I think we've got to find our bearings here. But um uh, Matt Veerling has played seven games, does not have a hit yet. Miguel Sano has played six games, does not have a hit yet. Victor Robles has played six games, does not have a hit yet. These are just kind of season starting off slump. 19 plate appearances for Tommy Pham, no hit. Martin Maldonado, uh, 15 plate appearances over four games, no hit. Um, in this in this last uh, week, which is usually what it is. It's just, you know, who had a bad series because these are series recap episodes. Um, we had 
the most at bats with the least amount of hits. Uh, hold up, hold up. It changed on me. Was uh, where's the name? I had it. Bradley Zimmer. Uh, mm. No, no, no. Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom went 0 for 11 with one walk. Um, Jacob Stallings went 0 for 10 with a walk. And Jorge Soler. That's kind of a big one that I'd actually put on like a let's check in next next week. Sano's a big one. I mean, hitless on the yeah. season so far for Sano. Soler is 0 for 12 uh, in his three games he played this week. Carlos Santana for the Royals. He goes 0 for 11 with two walks. Uh, Miggy Rowe, tough, tough start for him. Big time faith, though. I just, this segment is, it just hurts me a little bit. Patty Wisdom, got to get it going, man. You know, you bought yourself a, a really long leash uh, because of the way you played ball last year, and we're all rooting for you, man. So let's get it going. So, no, probably going to be a free agent after the year. He's got a team option, I believe, at like 14, 15 million. Um, he's only ever seen a twins uniform. Where's he going to go? Got to get it going if he wants to get paid. Yeah. Bobby Witts had a real tough time since uh, opening day. Yes, he has. Um, his last three games, uh, seven strikeouts. But, I mean, so early. He, I, I like waiting until a guy goes around the league a couple times and all that, so I'm not worried about that. But I think next week we'll we'll do slump watch for the series and we'll start actually get putting guys in there uh, so we can clap when they get off. That's the whole point of the thing is we can clap when they get off. Okay. All right. Dark well. nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Here you go, Trev. Here's the fun stuff. You want to walk us through these guys? Yeah, let's do it. How about Owen Miller from the baseball's best offense, Cleveland Guardians? Eight for 15, two jacks, four dub pieces, and two RBI. Now, I had to stop myself there. Kelsey Wingert has brought to my attention. It's not RBIs. Yeah, Jake's it's, a big RBI guy. And, and so it, I, I'm going to, I'm taking yeah. it now. Okay. Even though it's very hard to say that. My other guy, Michael Franco, Franco, excuse me, uh, eight for 16. That's a serious home run. Eight freaking RBI. Uh, best catcher in baseball, JT Real Muto goes eight for 16 as well. He only had two RBI, also two walks. G-Man Choi, our favorite lefty, six for 10, two homers, a double, five RBI, uh, also two walks. Jose Ramirez, sorry about the extension. He is he is something else right now. This guy is good, but he is on fire. Seven for 13, two home runs, 10 RBI, a double and a triple. Go get your son, J.P. Crawford, Seattle legend, seven for 16, two doubles. Manny Machado, he's so good. Like why doesn't why don't more people talk about how freaking good he is? Is he gonna be a Hall of Famer? Like probably um, seven for sixteen, Homer three RBI, double two walks. And then our guy Ozzy Albies, you know Ozzy and Ollie, you know Ollie, our friend. Yeah, Ollie sends me pictures every time he sees uh, Ozzy Albies. He was in Atlanta for Hunter Green's debut, and he took a picture next to this Ozzy Albies thing, and like. He thinks they're doppelgangers, so we can play off that a little bit. He went six okay. for 16, two homers, two doubles, four RBI, and two walks. A lot of good hitting performances right there. Those guys are hot. 
But go Owen Miller. Go Guardians. Keep it up. Owen Miller's a name I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people don't have committed to memory in the baseball space, and he's off to a crazy start. His last four games are insane. BBD, I'm going to send you a picture of Ollie, our friend Ollie with Ozzy. Just put on the screen when you get it. No big deal. It's hilarious. Jake, anything on the Infuego guys? Anything that you like? So much coffee on the wall. Um, <laughs> pretty dejected. It's, uh, it doesn't seem to be coming out of that wall. Yeah, we're going to have to get like a special brush. Um, Owen Miller, yeah, he's got to be pissed at Stephen Kwan, right? Um, yeah. Like Owen Miller, we should be talking about this guy, but Quan Quan went full nut job. Um, hey, Guardians, maybe you guys have it all figured out, and I'm some sort of jerk that just throws coffee on white walls. Don't be so down on yourself, dude. You didn't paint that wall white. Yeah, it's the walls. We did. Fault, we picked. I think. We picked the walls color. Oh yeah, I did. I chose white. Did. Oh okay. It's you your need, fault, well, you man. need the light to bounce off the walls to make yeah. it right. So yeah. Dude, cleaners come on Tuesday. It's uh, there's a cute few articles that coffee does come off walls, but you need a bristle brush, you just need a spray, a bristle brush, and a gentle cleaner dish soap. So we'll get there, but yeah, just a gentle, uh, uh, a bristle brush and a gentle caress. Yeah, that's how I comb baby James's hair. Yeah, who's on? Who's on Slump Watch? We did it already. Well, we kind of a lot of peeps. Yeah, we you loaded we up. No, we just cleared it again because they did it for the it's season week, and not the series, and it's you okay. can't really write the names. It's just a mess. We'll okay. do it next time. Okay, we're running long. We got awards. We're here. Let's do them. One more thing. We'll do them. And there's one more thing that goes with it. Uh, awards are brought to you by Muggsy Jeans. Um, I mean, I might have to throw in my Muggsy soon to to get comfortable with my heinous axe on the wall. <laughs> Um, Jim, are you mugsy in right now or are you pants off? Dude, I wish I was mugsy in right now. It's so cold in this basement here. I put on shorts and then I go down and I'm like, I'll just be cold. And then it's like I'm freezing. But <clears throat> this is the most um enjoyable ad read I get to do, kind of, because yeah. I only wear mugsy jeans for a year, year and a half now. Literally. And I've been trying to get our sales team to do a deal with them for a while because I, I just pepper our sales team. I go, hey, I only wear these jeans and they advertise on podcasts. We should work with them because I genuinely only wear their jeans. They feel like sweatpants. I'm a, I'm a pretty big comfort over fashion person, but a lot of times the women in my life don't want me wearing uh, basketball shorts or joggers places. And I'm like, but would you rather me in a good mood or a bad mood? Because that's kind of what you're deciphering here. And uh, Muggsy came along, and now I look presentable, but I feel comfortable. And I truly only wear Muggsy jeans. So go get some Muggsy jeans. They even make Chris Rose look good, which is, I think, the best endorsement mm. you can have as a fashion company. God, Chris it's Rose. Tough to do that. Chris Rose at the Scottsdale bars in his Muggsies. Whoo. He, he said Michelle Rose gave him a bro. You looking good. Ooh. She hit him with the bro. Mm. I mean, that brings me back to the Chris Rose beard times. Um, you hmm. can get your Muggsy 10% off. Get a few Muggsies. Muggsy.com, 10% off. Code BASEBALL. See if you can remember that one. BASEBALL. M-U-G-S-Y.com. Kind of like Muggsy Bogues. Muggsies, uh, don't lie. They're comfy. I've got my first pair of, like, black jeans with Muggsy jeans that are, like, my 
I'm a stylish, sexy man. So thanks, Muggsy. Thanks, Muggsy. We're on uh, awards, right? Yep. You get to go first. Awards. First thing I want to do is I want everyone in the chat to leave me what they think I should eat for lunch because I'm starving, but I can't figure out what I want to eat. So please do that. Moving on to my award. I am calling it the Common Sense Award. I'm pretty sure everyone that's listening to the show has an idea of what went down in the Padres-Giants game. Uh, There were a couple of these unwritten rules. We're talking about them again. They got tested. Uh, There was a steal in the second inning when I think they were up eight runs. Mauricio Dubon bunted in the sixth inning. I think they were up seven or eight runs at the time. Um, And, you know, Bob Melvin was fired up. Um, Mike Schilt was fired up. I think, uh, what's the other guy's name that played for a long time that I'm blanking on? Matt played for the Diamondbacks. Coaching staff there now, whatever. Anyways, everyone was fired up about it. And Gabe Kapler, our manager, you know, after the game, you know, came and and said what he said. He said he liked what happened. People were thinking he was getting on Dubon in the dugout. He said, no, I was encouraging him. This is is what we do. We plan this from the beginning. We want to get into bullpens. It's a strategy. This We're willing to do it. Well, the next day he sat down, had to answer questions again. He doubled down on it. And I think he is approaching this with common sense. To him, this is what he said. If you don't want us to bunt, you got to defend the bunt. If we don't want a team to bunt, we're going to defend the bunt. If we don't want a team to swing 3-0, we're going to we're going to throw a ball. Like you can defend everything, and I think the biggest point he made here was you can't have send guys up to the plate in what is arguably the hardest thing to do in sports. You can't send them up to the plate and say don't use all the tools at your disposal. Guys like Mauricio Dubon, you know, all of these hits matter when it comes to, you know, your playing time, you know, what you make uh, for your salary. Like you can't just stop doing things because of an unwritten rule that is vague at best. And who knows who started this rule? Like we don't have to play this game anymore, especially it's been pointed out many times that there is that the tiebreaker, there's no 163 anymore. It's run differential. So if you end up, you know, like they won the, the division by one game last year. They've been close. They understand the importance of this. I think you keep playing. This is professional baseball. If you want to wave the white flag, I believe there's a rule that you can do that. We have many more things that just go into why, uh, you know, you keep playing. Uh, they brought a position player into pitch. We have 16 pitchers on the roster right now. What are we doing? You can get through a series. That's, it's strategy to do this. I think more and more people, I know the fans are all about this. They hate the unwritten rules. I think more and more people in baseball are starting to see it for what it is. Something that's been passed down from generation to generation that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So uh, kudos to Gabe for explaining it. If you want, um, just Google Gabe Kapler right now. They'll, the interview will show up. He's very eloquent like he always is. Um, I thought he did a really good job explaining where he was coming from. And he said, you know what? It's okay to have differing opinions on here. I'm going to run my organization one way. You can run your organization the other way. And I liked it. Is that run differential thing real? I keep seeing it. I haven't looked it up myself, but like a lot of people have been, a lot of like journalists have been talking about it. I think Ken Rosenthal put it in his article about it as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying, yes, it's true. 
MLB put out a statement yesterday. Run differential is not part of the tiebreaker. Yeah, that can't be part of a tiebreaker. That's then why are they writing about this? Okay, so I take I that know, part back. That, I feel bad. That's a really bad tiebreaker if they were to use run differential. So I'm I'm glad that it's not. Okay, good. Well, let's take that out. <clears throat> no, don't make I, me look stupid here, but you know, I don't. This is what I was explaining to my brother yesterday because I think people are too black and white with unwritten rules, and I and I think there's a lot of gray area, and and I think people forget that um, games in the middle of sports aren't played by rational headed people. Um, you're in the height of competition and um, competing and, and shit talking and blah, blah. Sure. Uh, he's allowed to bond if he wants. And I agree with everything you're saying. I also think if I was on team losing 11 to two uh, and the guy laid down a bond to get the first base and I was on the other field, I'd be like, you fucking pussy, dude. Really? That's what you're going to do. And then the batter can say, yeah, defend it if you don't like. And that's a normal conversation in the height of sure. competition in sports and should not be extrapolated to this whole like, oh, 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 oh. like, you're still allowed to get upset on the other side of the field when a guy does something that you're like, really, dude? Uh, and that's how I feel about stealing when you're up 10 too. Like, you're, it's allowed. I don't think that they should hit him the next at bat or throw at the next batter or retaliate in any way. But I do believe they're allowed to like rib him on the field and be like, that's kind of a like if you're playing high school ball and your teammate bunts when you're up 10 nothing to get the first base, I guarantee you that's a, a teammate that doesn't get invited to a lot of the parties. Just kind <laughs> of just like a douchey, hardo, nerdy baseball thing to do. But we think about it because we've been told to think about it that way. That's the thing, dude. And, and, like, and like, I, like who, the swing, the what's the threshold? Guard? well but this is different because like the swinging 3-0 and swinging for a home run like always try to like do the best you can a bunch of singles not trying to do your best you can maybe it is <laughs> Why not? Well, maybe if it it's is party if it's on, part of your game thing. of course it is that's 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 my thing where this is nothing um and i think the high school comparison can't be used because it's major league baseball if it was high school yeah i'd say absolutely but it, this major league baseball is an it's a nine-run game. I, you know, I, I think the Blue Jays came back down from seven nothing on opening day, uh, when the Padres were in the swing of it. Like they had a big, big old comeback. Like it, it show baseball. And uh, Trev, you tweeted out the next day. It was my shower thought the next day. Like throwing out a position player pitching is more disrespectful than that. Like, and, and that's why these are unwritten rules because you can't quantify them, and we, we choose not to. So if we want to put a 10-run mercy rule after bottom seven, like we've talked about, and we talked about how low-key electric that would be if your team gets <laughs> that 10th run, that would be dope. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to fault Mauricio Dubon for getting a base hit, and especially bunting. The whole problem here is bunting's become this fucking, like, horrible word in the sport. Like, What? Like, so you can't bunt because it's an automatic out, and now I can't bunt because a guy got a hit on it? Like, screw that. Like, it's a part of the game. It's over. Uh, I think everyone moved on. I think Bo Mel was trying to throw a little bit of a scene to try to, like, light up his boys. And then I think the internet ran with that, and they saw Kapler getting hot, so the internet ran with that. And just to find out, it, it's nothing, because it is nothing. Well, um, that, yeah, that's what I agree. Like, But I, I my, my point is... The opposing coach and the opposing players are allowed to like rib that dude yes. and yell and be mad. But everyone now mad. you can mock him, like, oh really, dude? Like in the moment, especially yeah. if you're the pitcher, dude. If you're the pitcher in the moment, you can be mad. Oh, you can fuck you, pitchers. 
Yeah. But then you can't take it. <laughs> you can't retaliate or take it further. But right now, if like anyone on Twitter sees a, a player like in the middle of uh, competition, you know, be a little irrational. They like they act like it's like a presidential speech where you have to be the most level headed and like thought out person. It's like we're talking about the height of competition of sports and people are going to yell things and do things that they don't actually really mean or care about after the game. And I think so. They I, punch each other in the face, then hug after. There's Ollie and Ozzy right there. <laughs> nice it's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a nice For play. people who don't know, that's Ollie Lynn. He's an agent at CAA now. He did play minor league baseball. He's a high school teammate of mine. One of my best friends. Speaking of guys so. who can bunt. Oh, he was. He had an article written in the LA Times about how good of, of a bunter he was. Like that's He's the real deal. I want to say one last thing before we move on. I know we're running long here. I think it's okay to have differing opinions on this subject. I think if you're a manager, you can run your team however the hell you want to run your team. So if you are like against that, you can be against it. But if you're like, my point with Gabe was it was clearly like a thought out thing. It wasn't like, Hey, they just did this and you made it up. Like they sat down and talked about how can we find advantages? Where can we find advantages? Uh, the run differential thing. I'm so glad that was fake news. Like screw that Kenny Rosenthal or whoever did you steer me in the wrong direction. The chat is saying that it's interdivision record now as a tiebreaker. So it was interdivision. Yeah. And if it, Jim, I think I just don't like the word mad. I like, like mock them, be silly with them. Like, oh, dude, sweet, sweet bunk, kid. Know. know what they can was, retaliate with? Strike him out the next time and say, yeah. oh, why didn't you bunt? Do bunt. Some people, I mean, I mean, I, I was mad when I played sports and I was not mad in any aspect of life. I don't really get mad. And then so. In the middle of games, I was a mad person. So, like, I you do get mad. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think that people treat on-field personalities like they're supposed to be, like, composed and level-headed. And I think that people purposely switch their brain to a place of irate. Like, we just had Josh Donaldson say that when he steps into the box, he'll look at the pitcher and go, I don't fucking like how we're in your uniform. Fuck you. I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Because that's the mental place that he needs to be right. in to give himself an edge. And at one side, we clap for those people like Tom Brady's a light switch guy and Michael Jordan makes fake rivalries. And then the other side, if you get mad because a guy bunts on you when you're lo already losing by 10 runs, they're like, oh, you shouldn't be mad. It's like, why? You're allowed to if be you're, mad. Some people, if, it's sports. If you're mad about bunting up that many runs, if you're the pitcher, like then you can't throw like a slider 2-0. I, if, right? if it's part of, if it's part of his game, I think that's fine. Like if if like um, all of a sudden like Judge did it like up ten zero just for like the single, I think you'd be like, what the fuck, dude? What if he was slumping hard and like sometimes yeah, you no, just like need a knock? That's that's where bunting has entered this realm of baseball. People can't even like talk about it the right way. Bunting yeah, my awesome. is that some people just don't allow players and managers have emotions in the middle of the game. Yeah. Bowmel's a good guy. He's looking like the bad guy in all this. He's a great guy. Like, yeah, he was emotional. He, he's, he's an old school guy. He's allowed to have that opinion. Sure. Move on. Huge. Uh, my award is the... Oh, man. I, I thought I typed it in, but I didn't. And... Um, nothing Matters Award. Mm -hmm. Jake's Mantra. It's my mantra, but Jake can have it too. Oh, it's Jim's mantra. It's more of a Jim. It's a hybrid thing. Try your hardest, do your best, but nothing. Matters. I reflected a little mm. stronger. Maybe that I was. I knew one of you. I wear it on the outside a little more. Yeah. 
Um, it goes to Cody Bellinger. <laughs> One of the worst springs a player's ever had. And spring training does not matter. I mean, his strikeout rate in spring training was incredible. I mean, he had like 16 strikeouts. And he struck out like eight at-bats in a row. And we we're like, maybe he's working on something. And they asked him about it during spring training. And he was like, well, that's pretty cool. I broke a record, right? Or said something like of that elk. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, guys, I, this doesn't matter. Bailey's having a good start to the season, man. I mean, in his, in his last four games, which is super small, because the first two, he didn't get any hits, but he did get um, walked. No, no, the first two games were bad. But in his last four, uh, 462 batting average, he's stolen three bases. He's worked five walks. He's got the highest on-base percentage on the team. And this is a guy who sucked during the regular season, but then went off in playoffs. Absolutely atrocious in spring, but now he starts the season good. Um, I think he likes being at the bottom of the lineup and not have and not feeling the need to produce power every single swing and and be able to work walks and and go the other. He's got one homer, he's got one double out of his six hits, but Bailey's a little bit of an enigma these last couple of years where uh, he can show up and after looking awful. And I think Dodgers fans are pleasantly surprised. And also spring doesn't matter. And maybe nothing matters for Belly. I, I said before the season, I think it was the freeway series. Uh, the last few games of spring training against the angels. He didn't, I don't think he got any, or he got one hit at the end of the game. It's kind of like a bloop single, but every other at bat, he was getting his barrel to the ball. He wasn't squaring it up, but like his barrel was like there. And I said, that is the mark of someone who's very close. Like the timing was just a tick off. And that could, you could correct that in, an, in a number of different ways. Uh, but once your barrel is there, that means you're seeing the ball. Uh, and he was, and he's, it's translated. And I think Belly and Yelly are the two guys that we were like, man, they got to step up. We got to figure something out. And both of them have had great starts to the year. Uh, Yelly, same thing, like kind of doing it. But um, Bellinger, if they can get him back to like even 60, 70% of what he was, it's just not, it's, it's almost like not fair for the Dodgers to have him sitting at the bottom of the, of the lineup and producing again. Love that he's swiping bags uh, too. You know, that's sometimes you'll see guys when when they're in a tough spot trying to do a little little more. Uh, oh no! And his other numbers are there. What's up, Trev? People are saying Buxton's hurt. Don't like that. Um, good job, Cody. Um, and Trev, go look at it, Cody's stat page, and notice the the thing that might stand out from his gaudy numbers, his MVP year. His walk to K ratio was almost equal. Past years kind of got away from that, and this year he's he's got some walks. He's got some walks in some case, so maybe he was just seeing the ball. I know you talk about that a lot. Um, <laughs> great stuff, guys. Uh, I'm going to do a quick one. Um, I, I wanted to highlight another player uh, at a position that that I just I love. It's my favorite, favorite position. Um, I'm giving out the Are You a Nick or a Howie Award. Um, that's a reference to the Backstreet Boys. Um, are you Nick Carter or are you Howie, the kind of weird guy in the band? Uh, it's because I don't know this player and I want to get to know them and I hope they're a Nick. I hope they're the star of, of this team. Uh, Jimmy, I love the center field position. You know this. I do know that, Jake. Jesus Sanchez. Uh, when we were doing TPPs, a little bit of a blind spot for me. Center field is a position that needs to be treated differently. The offensive production from that position 
is less than everywhere else. They've got this kid. He's 24 years old on the Marlins. They're sliding him up in the lineup. Last year in 64 games, he was 23. He had an 808 OPS. Big old 6'3", 222-pound lefty. Um, and he's off to a hot start. Uh, again, six games, but a 945 OPS. Um, if this guy was in another different market, I think we'd be talking about him as this toolsy freak guy. He was a top 100 prospect. He was in the Nick Anderson trade that we said, oh, the Rays, they fleeced another team. Well, this guy's playing center field for the Marlins right now. Um, and he's putting up some numbers. I, uh, Hey, I don't know if it's a flash in the pan. We'll see what happens with this guy. But he's putting up some, some real numbers um, in the center field spot. And I'm a, I'm a fish guy because of Miggy Rojas. So I, I want to get his name out there because he's someone that I, I don't think we'd, we've shined any light on and deserve some. Okay. Thank you. Thank What's you. his nickname? Uh, no nickname listed yet. Uh, I did look it up. He is a Jesus, not a, not a Jesus. I don't think there's a lot of Jesuses. Are there any around. Jesuses out there? I know a yeah. couple of Jesuses. There's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Was he even named Jesus, though? I think he's Jesus. Now we're talking. We just are rude people. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. Um, I'm I'm on the page right now because you're right. We need to talk more about guys. There, Look, before guys are superstars, they're scrubs who nobody knows. Right. There's a video circulating um, on Instagram about the guy he pulled like – the one of one Mike Trout rookie auto out of like Bowman. And he's like, Oh, Mike Trout, I think he's good. And like puts it aside. That card's worth like a million dollars now, you know, like every once in a while guys come around, get off the hot starts and can, and just like are always good. I like to see that from this guy. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him too. Jake likes him. I like him. Like, Let's hey, go, Miggy Rojas. There was a 24-year-old left-handed hitting center fielder with a OPS in the nines. I would be I would be tweeting about him like Dan Rourke in the Yankees. But six three two twenty two, like yeah. big boy. Okay, now yeah. you've got my attention. And the baseball savant jumps off the page this year and last year. Like I I hope we got a dude here. Two accent marks. Love that. Powerful. Um, good award, Jake. Thank you. Good, good award, Jake. Best friend of the week, Austin Meadows, our guy. He's been on sequence. Has he been on any other thing? Uh, yeah, we had him on talking baseball. Talking baseball. Yeah, he's been on talking baseball. You're totally right about that. Four for RB. eight with the RBI, and also had a solid game last night versus Kansas City. So new uni for him. He actually looks good in it. It's very hard to look good. And a Detroit Tigers uniform. Mm. Just not. The hat is nice. I like the logo, but the uniforms just don't do it for me. I've talked about this many times. Too many belt loops. He looks good, though. Too many belt loops. We've heard that Buck Showalter likes asking players, like, what kind of belt they use, and he thinks it, it, it's indicative of the type of man they are. Like baseball belt or just like a belt belt? No, baseball belt. Mm. What kind did you use? Uh, the standard team leather. I'm not. I'm not an elastic guy. That's like so. You work your ass off to get a leather belt, okay? So when you get one, wear it. I think you're a Buck Showalter guy. I think he would have liked you. 
now they have all sorts of stuff, shiny belts, snakeskin belts. We didn't really have those options back in the day. So um, I'm happy that more and more are coming around. I would have wore something really cool. Belts are sweet. Belts are sweet. Are we? No, it's Friday. Oh, stimulate. I, I do oh, kind of have to be on a train somewhere in 20 minutes, and I got to edit this show. It's early. What? Is there no any chance we can, is there any chance we play can the music uh, kick it to next Just week? Just the music on the way I have to be out. on a train in 20 minutes. And I need to edit right. the show and everything. Right. I'm, I'm give really us your champion. Play the music on the way out. Play the music and give us your champion. I'm not deviating from Trev yet. Damn. Mm. Put a ton of effort into the stimulator. I'll send a link to you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really sorry. We're running really late. Bucks and injury stinks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy the baseball over the weekend. <laughs>